Welcome to Web Slingers with a Z, episode two. Uh, I am your co-host, Daniel. Andrew Garfield is probably the Spider-Man who most likes lasagna, Macaluso. And I am Charlotte, Gwen Stacy deserves so much better, Eginton. This week, we went back in time and watched The Amazing Spider-Man 1. <laughs> the original, the not the original. The one with Andrew Garfield, as you might have figured out from my very bad joke. Um, this movie came out in what, 2000... 2012. 2012. And then the Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014 or 16? 14. 14. And then there was no Amazing Spider-Man 3. There was no Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 3 for very obvious reasons. Now, when I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 last week... Uh, the last time I had seen The Amazing Spider-Man 1 had been when it was in theaters when it was released, and... Oh my god, you saw it in theaters? I saw it in theaters on my first ever date. Did, did you get a second date? No. <laughs> this, this is to be expected, I wore a fedora. Oh my god. Let's not talk about that. Okay, I, I think I saw... I think I saw The Amazing Spider-Man either on an airplane or a bus. Okay. Fun fact, my second date, I saw The Adjustment Bureau. I wore the same fedora. And you also didn't get a second no, date? No, I got a second date that time. Oh, God. <laughs> which is <laughs> crazy, because that movie sucked. But this is not a podcast about that movie. This is a podcast about... All Spider-Man media, like we said last episode. Yeah. Yeah, don't and, uh, you remember? Yeah, yeah, the point of this podcast is ranking every iteration of Peter Parker based on bitchiness. To say that we would watch the same two Spider-Man movies 26 times each would be wild. A wild thing to think and to say you don't even have to check last week. Yeah, no, definitely not. Also, I definitely didn't have... A lot more to say about Spider-Man 2. I said everything I needed to say last time. We will be watching that Spider-Man again. <laughs> Good, because I... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot more to say about it. But, uh, folks, um, I can't, like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't imagine watching these two films another 25 times each. We're going to watch them again, but and, we are uh, not going to watch them every week. We're going to switch to a different piece of Spider-Man media every week, but we're going to try to keep them connected in some sort of order. You see what I'm saying, Charlotte? Like, yeah. we're not going to go, like, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, uh, Tom Holland. Like, it's not going to be jumbled around. We're going to mm -hmm. block them out. So... So what order are we going to be going in? I say next week we go and we start with the Tobey Maguire ones. Okay. Which makes sense. But you all didn't come here for Web Slingers news and updates. You all came here to learn about The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's go over the plot, as we will this time. Would you like to start or should I? So Peter Parker... Canonically 21, we figured out in this film. Yeah, we're poking holes. We're poking this holes in this plot. one. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 21, and he is a junior in high school? 
Yeah, so he has been held back a couple of years, and also Gwen Stacy says that she is 17, so that is, um... That's statutory. Yes. Wait, wait. In the state of New York, age of consent is 16, because New York's creepy like that. Yeah, but I... I still think that if you are a legal adult, I think that that's still considered statutory, like... For age of consent, I think that you have to be, like, within a couple of years. Okay, whether or not it is, we know it's this, creepy. Spider-Man's in the wrong here. Yeah, uh, we, we hate, we hate this Spider-Man. He's an asshole. Um, but yeah, so we start off with, um, Spider-Man's parents abandoning him. Or seemingly, we have seen the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they, they just they just ditch him. But they ditch him because their lives are in danger because his dad made some spiders. Yeah, his dad his dad fucked a spider. His dad put his DNA inside a spider somehow. Yeah, his dad put his dick no. inside a spider. <laughs> We're not <laughs> Okay. <laughs> So his dad had a crazy spider fetish. So he dropped, obviously. <laughs> that much I'm not going to deny. Uh, he drops, they, they drop Peter off with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. And Charlotte, I would like to take a minute to discuss how lovely and wonderful this Uncle Ben is. Yeah, Uncle Ben is, okay. So. Wait. Uncle Ben is played by Martin Sheen, and he is a national treasure in this film. He is just the most wonderful Uncle Ben. Like, he has these life lessons, and he scolds Peter for using his powers incorrectly, and yes, that is Charlie Sheen's father, as I thought, which is wild, too. But... Martin Sheen... Yeah, he's he's just the role model that this shitty, shitty Peter Parker really desperately needed. needs. And it's, like, obviously, every time Uncle Ben dies, it's bad. But this time, I'm extra mad because, like, I feel like Uncle Ben, Uncle ben could have slapped some sense into Peter, mm -hmm. if he just had a little more time. He was a no-nonsense, straight-shooting, straight-talking Uncle Ben, who, like, was not a smart man by his own definition, but he knew what love is, was. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. And, oh my god, this Peter is such an asshole. Let's, before we even go into the rest of the plot, Let's just try to run through a list of crimes in order that Peter commits. Crime one. Gwen Stacy Creepshot? Crime one, Gwen Stacy Creepshot. You cannot photograph people without their consent. Um, okay, so then... Crime two. Breaks into a lab. Yeah. Not um... only breaks into a lab, but gets the student who had earned the internship thrown out of and banned from said lab. Yeah. Crime three. Ruins an entire scientific experiment designed to help de or designed to help heal degenerative illnesses by going in there and starting to poke spiders. 
at least he tampered with it. We don't know if he ruined it, but he definitely fucked with it. Definitely tampered with this thing. Crime four. Sexually assaults a woman by ripping her shirt off. Yeah, and then he just beats up a bunch of innocent people on the subway, and then he's just like, oh, okay. Crime five. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, not my skateboard. Crime six. Um, I mean, vigilante justice, but should that really be a crime? That's for another discussion. <laughs> crime six, though. He does take the gun out of a cop's hand and then point it at the cop before throwing it to the ground. I mean... That one's a crime. He did He did a crime on that one. Okay, alright. In fact, he assaults a lot of police officers in this film. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, a lot, a lot of assault. Breaking and entering. A lot of breaking and entering. Yep, yep. Um, because Gwen Stacy is not the homeowner of uh, Chief Stacy's house... He I, does break and enter into I, the window there. I don't think that the, it. I don't think it counts as breaking and entering if someone inside the house opens the window for you. So if I break and enter into a house and then I open the window for my fellow robbers. No, if someone who lives in the house opens the window. Spider Man is a menace in this. Okay, J. Jonah Jameson. Who does not appear in this film? Yeah, disappointingly. Um, this this Peter Parker's bad, folks. Like, and I know in the past two episodes, I personally have talked a lot of shit on Spider-Man. So let me add, I love Spider-Man so much. I have a Spider-Man suit. I have the Spider-Man video games. I have seen all of the Spider-Man movies. Like, I've watched the Spider-Man cartoon on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Spider-Man is easily my favorite superhero. I hate this Peter Parker. Yeah, this Peter Parker's a real asshole. Like, he's just... So, yeah, I understand he's damaged. He's got his whole... He's a skater past. boy. Yeah, he's a skater boy. He's a rebel. He's a nonconformist. But, like, I feel like a lot of the time when this Spider-Man is trying to be, like, funny and quippy, it's just, like, yeah, okay, asshole. He shoots a guy in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to. The man is a carjacker, which, like, you shouldn't jack cars. But, but he, he was he was already, he was already webbed to yeah. the wall, and this Peter Parker shot him in the dick. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get it. You know, we were, we were talking about this in the other um, episode as well. Like, he just kind of takes time to specifically be an asshole. To specifically torture these people. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, dude, you don't know what's happening in their lives. Let's just compare this to the first criminal that the Tom Holland Spider-Man catches, who he webs to the trunk of a car and is like, that'll wear off after 30 minutes or so. I'm sorry, but you are a criminal. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Tom Holland is a treasure. Tom Holland's a good Spider-Man. Yeah. Tobey Maguire is an okay Spider-Man. Um. Andrew Garfield is a bad Spider-Man. Yeah. I I would say that like. Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man pretty competent as Spider-Man. Mm. The the thing about 
Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. He's an asshole. And, and he's, he's also not, not good that Spider-Man. good. Yeah, that, he's not that good at what he's trying to do. Like, if not for random chance in this movie, with all of the crane operators being there at the very end, he would have not stopped the lizard. And we're going to talk about the lizard. Mm -hmm. Because we have to talk about the lizard, folks. I mean, if we're if we're going back to the beginning of the movie, like, none of this shit would have happened if not for just, like, a crazy set of coincidences. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, he... What? He... He happens to find his father's briefcase in the basement because their refrigerator sprung a leak and or was flooding the basement. Yeah, and then he finds the secret compartment in his dad's briefcase. Finds and, that yeah, he was working with a doctor, yeah. Kurt Connors. No, he doesn't even find no. that. He he finds um he finds that he was working on like this cross species genetic shit. Oh, and then and, he googles yeah, he, that. He, he, he bings that. He bings it. He bings it, and they make a point to show Bing not once or twice, but like five different times in this movie. Yeah, there are a lot of instances where Peter Parker is just going through Bing images. Which you guys, I know, at home you're thinking like, wow, there's more than a few shots of Peter Parker, played by Andrew Garfield, just scrolling through Bing. What an exciting movie. I'm here to tell you folks, it doesn't hold up today. <laughs> So, he he bings, I keep saying Googled because that's what people use. He bings cross-genetic research, and who's the first guy that pops up? Dr. Kurt Connors. And then he just shows up at his workplace the next day, and it happens To that, be the internship. Yeah, well, it, no, he does go on Oscorp.com. Yeah, and, and he, sees that internships are closed. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't have any information about when the tour is going to be because the interns would have been emailed privately. You are correct. So he just shows up on a random day and it just happens to be the day that the interns are going on this tour. And then it just so happens that he goes to the right desk and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm here to, I'm here to see Dr. Connors." And then and then okay. does crime. Yeah, and then steals a name tag after the woman says, find yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked up cross-genetic mutations in humans, and none of the first results are of doctors working on that. Well, why don't you try binging it? Oh, yeah, let me load up Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. Well, you'll never believe this, Charlotte. Dr. Kurt Connors is a Oh. My. God. But yeah, so it's it's a crazy set of coincidences. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, he's on the tour. Okay, actually, you know what? You know what? I have to give... When I used Bing, it actually did show up with names of people working on No, it. no, go back. <laughs> go back. It's because... It's because you typed in Ross genetic mutation. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, see, my it brought, bad. It brought up like the the Ross genetics lab. Okay, that's on me, folks. Nope, nothing is redeemable about this movie. Yeah. So, next coincidence, Peter Parker just happens to bump into this man who's carrying 
the um the files about the cross species genetic shit which honestly they they didn't even have to do like this crazy coincidence shit because like you know peter is here to see the scientist who's doing the cross species genetic stuff just they they could have had it been like oh yeah he makes contact with the doctor he's like hey i found some of my dad's notes yeah come to my but lab. instead he lies about it and starts talking about the zebra fish and, and then, how it can cure depression through restoring a person's eyesight and then you know he bumps into the guy and he tails him and then he enters the the code on the weird keypad and, and then he's he, in the he tampers spider. with the spiders now charlotte you know how in real life when a spider bites you it burrows down into your skin yeah yeah totally right right folks at home listening yes good then we're all in agreement including the amazing spider-man as to how spider bites work okay no <laughs> you're you're misunderstanding what you saw in the film okay so what happened is the spider bit him on the back of the neck mm -hmm. and then coming out of the spider bite was like a strand of web and the spider was at the end of the strand of web and it just fucking died so, the spider was attached to the spider bite yeah, with no, a string. It, it burrowed down into it, and he had to pull the spider out, which no, is why no, he wins. It, it was it was just hanging down from the bite okay. on, on the string. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. We'll, as to we'll how have this to rewatch. Okay. But anyways, um, we're going... Okay. Let's try, let's try to sum up the movie in five points, and then we can do like a deeper dive into that. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go by, like, beats. Mm -hmm. Beat one is, like, introduction, Uncle Ben, Peter Parker gets bit, mm -hmm. develops powers. What's arc two? Um, alright, so, well, we also get introduced to uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Char arc one, character introduction. Yeah. Origin story. Um... So, beat two, that would be when, um, you know, Uncle Ben gets shot. Uncle Ben gets shot. And Peter, um, starts in vigilanteism. Mm. Beat three, Gwen Stacy asks Peter Parker to come have dinner. What, what's the fish's name? Branzino. Branzino. Mm -hmm. Asks to come get Branzino with him. And then gives him a look when he doesn't know what Branzino is. And then she's like, it's a fish. You said you said we'd get into this later. <laughs> okay. Don't go off on a tangent about Branzino. <laughs> okay. Turns out Gwen's dad is captain of the police force and disagrees with Spider-Man's methods. We forgot about Dr. Kurt Connors. Yeah. In Beat 2, <laughs> Dr. Kurt Connors figures out how to regrow re limbs in beat three he has injected himself and while peter is at dinner uh attacks a bridge full of people for no reason no i think i think that would be beat four no no because beat four is like the sewers yeah all right i mean i was i was just gonna say that like dr connor's whole villain arc was kind of just like 
I think it start. It started at the dinner though. All right, all right. Because they had to leave from the dinner to go. Yeah, yeah, that's to true. There. That's true. All right. We see we see Peter Parker lets Doctor Kurt Connors go to save a child hanging from a car, mm-hmm. which like is starting to show like oh he cares more about civilians than catching the bad guys. Almost well done. If he weren't such a complete fucking asshole. Almost works. Uh, and he weren't just so completely incompetent and bad at his job. <laughs> beat for Dr. Kurt Connors is, like, full-time the lizard now. He's in the sewers. Peter Parker tries to find him, and uh, the lizard learns about Peter's identity. Because he's a fucking idiot. Because he's an idiot. Beat five... Uh... Dr. Kirk Connors attempts to turn the entire island of Manhattan into lizard people and is stopped. Uh, D- Officer Stacy dies, and Peter Parker breaks his promise to the dying man and continues to see Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into a little more detail now that we have we've gone like that's. The, I feel like if somebody told me that that was the film, like I would have. The basic idea of it. Mm-hmm. Let's go into thing. Okay, things we liked about the film. Okay, so I think that pretty much every character, except for Peter Parker, seems like a pretty decent person. Like we were saying, that Flash seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Flash Thompson. He is a bully. But then, upon hearing about Peter Parker's uncle dying realizes that the people he is bull- like he's bullying day to day have things going on outside and that nothing exists in a vacuum so he changes his ways and tries to become a nice man who consoles those around him mm-hmm. or maybe i'm just putting a lot of my own feelings on flash thompson <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think even if we're not going that deep he seems to have a change of heart and he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Gwen Stacy seems very smart, capable, pretty cool. Uncle Ben, we love him. Yes. Aunt Fantastic. May. Aunt May, genuinely worried about Peter like he is her son. Genuinely cares for this boy. Kurt Connors, when he's not the lizard, like pretty stand-up guy his writings were all about how if we could remove genetic illnesses and diseases from everyone then we could have an equal society that wouldn't be based around what a person is worth to like how much money they can make Mm -hmm. not only that dr kirk connors developed a machine that would be able to spread vaccines through the air to get rid of illnesses instantaneously Dr. Kirk Connors, a good man. Mm-hmm. I liked, and this is a small detail that some of the Spider-Man movies do and some don't, I liked the fact that when he shot the webs, you could see them being affected by gravity over long distances. It got little details like that right, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I liked the basketball scene. Mm. Like, 
there there were a couple of scenes where can you tell the audience about the basketball scene yeah so you know a flash this was a this was still like at the beginning of the movie pre uncle ben's death yeah. post spider-man powers yeah so flash is being a dick um he he knocks over someone's can of paint i think it was the piano girl from high school musical yeah she did she did look like was her name kelsey yeah her name was kelsey goodpool <laughs> Um, yeah, so he knocks over her paint, and then Peter's like, oh yeah, just, just take it from me, and then he was like, you know, fucking around with the basketball. Does his spider senses to, to dodge out of Flash's yeah. way as he attempts so, to take the ball. so that, like, there are a couple of instances where Spider-Man is being an asshole, well, Peter or Spider-Man. But he is funny. Yeah, he, he is being funny. Like, most of the time, Peter slash Spider-Man just an asshole. Okay. Things we didn't like about this movie. How Peter was an asshole basically the whole time and a very unlikable character and not really redeemable. Okay. I, I've i got a rant to get into, mm -hmm. but I'll save that for the end of the list of things we don't like. Okay. Things I wasn't a fan of. This time around, no soundtrack really. We had we had our instrumentals. Yeah. But in Spider-Man Two, we had Alicia Keys. Yeah, we didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any pop music. No, there was no pop music, and I feel like that really makes Spider-Man, you know, like come alive because Spider-Man is a teenager. Like he yeah. is listening to, you know, Post Malone. He is listening to Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. he, like he's listening to whoever's popular, because well, he's a teenager. I'm sure that this Spider-Man would be. Alicia Keys might be too mainstream. But no, he listens to Alicia Keys in the next movie! I mean, just because <laughs> it's in the soundtrack doesn't mean he listens to it. Okay. I wasn't a fan of the soundtrack of this movie. It, like, a good soundtrack can really make a movie come alive. I mm -hmm. feel like a perfect example of this is Forrest Gump. Or Into the Spider-Verse. Or Into the Spider-Verse. But, like... I'm gonna go Forrest Gump here because it really uses, like, a bunch of different types of music to, like, highlight what I'm supposed to be feeling in each scene. When Forrest Gump goes to Vietnam for the first time and sees that it is a war going on, the Beach Boys Sloop John B is playing with I Wanna Go Home because it's not a good time, and you feel that. You, you hear Fortunate Son when the fighting begins because it is the injustice of war. And to use a less well-done version, in Spider-Man 2, when he first fights Electro, they play the, I thought he was my friend, but he is my enemy song. And, like, I know then that Electro is feeling betrayed by Spider-Man. Yeah, you know exactly what's going it on in It tells me what to feel. And I feel like this DC gets this wrong a lot. This Spider-Man movie almost felt like it could have been a DC production to me. Yeah, um, the the Amazing Spider-Man movies kind of feel like, they kind of do feel like DC movies, because, you know, like, in, in the second one, they were kind of setting up all the villains, mm -hmm. like, they were gonna have, like, a movie about the, about the villains and everything, just, like, kind of that whole failed setup kind of feels like a whole DC-type thing. It really does. It just, like... 
And I know, I know that while Spider-Man is a Marvel Comics character, he is not a Marvel character as we think about it in the movies. But at the same time, we've seen that Sony has done him correctly before. Into or at the, least better. Into the Spider-Verse is a Sony movie, and it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that does fall into a different category since it is animated, though. It is animated, but like... The, the say, Tobey Maguire movies are pretty decent. Okay, true. But even when we go into the Venom movie that came out in oh, the, the 2018 movie... Oh, the Venom movie was movie, great! The Venom movie was fun. The soundtrack fit to it. It, was, it wasn't light-hearted. Like, it dealt with some serious stuff. But at the same time, it kept it going from, like, scene to scene. It never felt like it was dragging on... It's a superhero movie. We're not watching it for it to be a drama, which yeah. is what I felt like I was watching half the time here. Yeah, I like. I felt like they tried to make Peter Parker too edgy. Like, okay, I can I can get on board with Peter Parker being an alternative skater boy, mm -hmm. but like, he's just he's just so unlikable and angsty. I feel like that's what that was wrong with this movie. Like he's it's just it's just too angsty. I don't The thing about Spider-Man is I want to feel like Spider-Man should exist. Like I want to feel like Spider-Man I would feel safer if this Spider-Man existed in my neighborhood. But if the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man existed in my city and I had to think, like, a supervillain breaks out and I have to expect this guy to save me, I don't know if he's gonna get the job done. Not only that, I have half a mind that this guy's gonna turn evil. Like, he has periods of depression where he just does nothing and lets crime rage on. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want from a Spider-Man. I mean, we, under we understand that he's got, like, personal stuff going on. But also, it's just, like, he's not very good at his job. He's not good at his job. Um, That's what it comes down to. He's, he's way too angsty, and he's just not very good at being Spider-Man. Okay. All right. Okay. Gwen Stacy. Deserves so much better. Deserves so much better. The, her only character flaw is that she puts up with Andrew Garfield's shit. And, and it kills her. And it kills her. Because he breaks the promise that he makes to her father to stay away from her and keep her safe. And not only does he break it, but he breaks it so hard that he kills her. Okay, to be fair, it is rather presumptuous of her father to be like, okay, keep Gwen out of this. Like, she, she is her own person. She can make a decision about that. Apparently she cannot because it I gets mean, her killed. She she made her decision and that that did end up getting her killed, but Okay. She she made her choice. Fathers, parents, they do not own their children. This is true. However, I have to believe that if I had a daughter and there were supervillains and superheroes out there and I found out that she was with a superhero, I would rather that not happen. How many times was Lois Lane put in a life-threatening situation? Oh, I mean, all the time. I would have told Spider-Man the same thing. Like, at the end, while he is dying, 
he tells Spider-Man, like, I was wrong about you. The city needs you. You do save people. But please stay away from my daughter. Because she's going to get killed if she is dragged into this. And he's right. Mm -hmm. I don't support, like, the idea that he might think he owns his daughter. But keeping her away from superheroes, I agree, was the right thing to do. And whether or not it was the right thing to do, Peter Parker promised him yeah, he did that he promise, would. And then he kind skips of... Skips the funeral. And then he kind of mocks the fact that he made that promise. By to, saying that it's going to be fun to break it. Yeah. Promises that you can't keep. Those are the best kind, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So what... What was your point about big, Gwen? Big rant here. Gwen Stacy, upon the third time in the movie we see them interact, but presumably about a month or so in, oh my God. invites Peter for dinner with her parents. Fine. I can get beyond this. Gwen Stacy has two little brothers. This is never mentioned again in either film. No, they're shown at, they're shown at the funerals. What funerals? Her dad's funeral and then her funeral. We don't go to her dad's funeral. Yeah, they, they show her dad's funeral. Oh my god, was I so bored that I zoned out through the entire funeral. Yeah, you zoned out through the funeral. Peter, Peter was at the funeral. He he was like, oh. he, he was like <laughs> hiding on the rooftop. Sorry, folks. It was a very boring movie. Uh, Gwen Stacy invites him for dinner. But she goes, do you like Branzino? And then Peter's like, what? And Gwen goes, it's a fish. And Peter goes, oh, I know, I knew, I knew that. And Gwen kind of gives him a look like, what, are you dumb or something? No one in their history of ever has said, hey, do you want to come over to my house for some Branzino? That's nothing. That's not a thing people say. Okay. That's nothing. You would say European bass because excuse that's the me. name it goes by. Excuse me. Her dad also says Branzino, so it might be like a family thing. Uh, piss off. No one talks like this. I mean, also, nobody has a formal dinner with their family You're on right. a They're Thursday night. They're wearing suits and dresses and button-up so shirts. So, I feel like you are nitpicking a very specific thing when there are a lot of things that you could be nitpicking. We're gonna pause here for a second, folks, and go into Daniel Macaluso's personal life. Right now, I work as a cook at a restaurant, and we have a plate called... called the Cod. The cod isn't actually cod because it is a long, confusing fish name that tastes like cod. But people can't pronounce that, so they don't order it. So we call it cod. Just like anybody with any common sense would call Branzino European sea bass. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> this has been episode two of Web Slingers with a Z. Are we ending it there? <laughs> I have been Daniel Branzino Macaluso. I have been Charlotte European Sea Bass Eggington. And we will see you next week when we begin watching the Tobey Maguire movies 
starting from movie number three and working our way backwards. No, I feel like we gotta go two, one, three. Okay, we'll go two, one, three. We'll do the Kessel Run, but with Tobey Maguire movies. Also, Web Slingers update before we end. Uh, we would like to thank everyone that made it possible to get here. Uh, Stan Lee, Andrew Garfield... Those are the only two. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Um, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Tom Hiddleston. Tom, uh, Tom Collins. Tom Collins. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Collins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kirk Connors. Venom. <laughs> uh, Flash Thompson. Tom Hardy. Tom who played Venom. Tom Hardy, who played Venom. Um, J. Jonah Jameson, played by. Uh, J.D., what's his J.D. Salinger. Yeah. Uh, we would like to thank everyone in all of the Spider-Man movies and everyone who ever had a hand in writing the Spider-Man comics. We legitimately love this good, good <laughs> web boy. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was that while our plans to consume different pieces of Spider-Man media may have changed... We do still plan to rewrite The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and do a live recording of it mm -hmm. for our one-year anniversary. Yeah. That has not changed. I want you all to know that. We will be casting people that we know to read out the different lines. We will be composing original music for this. What? We will be. <laughs> We're going to pitch this movie to you, our listeners. Yeah, you you better you better have uh, your your capital ready. Your uh, it, your funding. It will be feature length. It will be a feature length film. We have to hit at least an hour and a half on this movie. But we really do look forward to you joining us next week. Uh, we would like to thank our uh, musical artist. Um, Alicia Keys for letting us use Rise Up as our intro and outro music each episode, as she has so gracefully led us. And until next time, with great power comes great web-slinging. <laughs> with great ability comes great accountability. <laughs> exactly. Bye, folks.